0: Now, on this Invest Talk podcast. How do you see Bitcoin as a store of value? Steve Peasley listens to your questions and provides unbiased answers.
1: I guess you could say the same thing for precious metals. How do you know much how much it's worth? Well, you don't really know other than what somebody else will pay for it, just like a Bitcoin.
0: Invest Talk, Over 28 million downloads and counting.
1: Just looking at Boston Beer Company, uh, stock ticker SAM, the
2: price itself seems a little high.
0: Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART.
3: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. This is Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. And on today's program and podcast, we will operate with our mission statement as we do almost every day. And that is, of course, independent thinking and shared success. And what that does is, you know, it gives you some comfort about our market reporting, our process explanations of how we come up with things, our educational segments when we talk about trying to teach you something or even our stock commentary. It tells you that we're gonna do it without bias and we're gonna give you the facts. Okay, that's what we're trying to tell you. I'm Steve Peasley and of course, we encourage you to contact me with your financial and investment questions. Anything financial we'll talk about. Yes, you do get to shape the show. You take it with the direction you want it to go. In fact, you can call and interact with me right now. We're live during this hour. Live streaming from four to five Pacific time, or you can leave a question anytime on our InvestTalk voice bank. You can do that too. The number never changes. Eight 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 ninety nine charts So let's go ahead and get started. Here's our first listener hey, question. in San Diego,
3: long time listener, really enjoy your show and also watch Justin's YouTube video weekly and enjoy that also. I've been probably listening to too many pro-Bitcoin YouTube videos, recently listened to Michael Saylor, and he had a really convincing argument, and you're one of the few people that are still skeptical of Bitcoin, so I wanted to ask, how do you see Bitcoin as a store of value? That's how Michael Saylor described it, as a store of value, kind of like gold, but it's a digital store of value. And I just wondered what you guys thought about that. And I appreciate it again, thanks for everything.
1: Well, the problem is, if as a store of value like gold, gold has been around for thousands of years. How long has Bitcoin been around? Gold, you can actually hold it in your hand. Bitcoin's in the ether. So it hasn't been around long enough to convince me that it is a truly a, a, a place that will store value. You know, how, how do we know? How do you know how much it's worth? You know, I mean, I guess you could say the same thing for precious metals. How do you know much? how much it's worth? Well, you don't really know other than what somebody else will pay for it, just like a Bitcoin. But gold has a history. Bitcoin's history is short. Ten years, however long it is. That is so short that it's hard to know what a Bitcoin is really, really worth. I do think... I do think digital digital money is going to come and it's going to be here to stay. I do. I just I just think that it needs some kind of um, some kind of backing of something to tell you what it's worth. Even if it's a you know even if it's a, a a government like the United States or something. I I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know, but I'm still skeptical of. Of, of buying it because I just don't know how to evaluate it. I'm, I'm one of these guys that, okay, I, I know how to evaluate a stock. They make sales. They make earnings. They have profits and the margins increase. Or I know that that company has that value because it has money. It makes money. I just don't know Bitcoin is, is a currency. How can currency make money? only goes up and down in value. Based on what? Well, and the U.S. dollar, it can be, you can say, is based on the strength and weakness of the economy, you know, the, or, or, or whether you're printing too much or too less. How, how do I, how do I determine that kind of thing with a Bitcoin? I'm, I just don't know, I, 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 and that's why I'm saying. So since I don't know, I stay away from it. Okay, so. As my answers demonstrate every day on the podcast and and program, I'll do my best to give you unbiased opinions. And if I don't know, like I don't know the value of Bitcoin, I'm going to say so. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's, maybe i maybe it's, it's, to me it's just too new. But all other things, I can tell you, I have facts in front of me. I can tell you facts, give you strategies so to help give you some certainty in your investments. So give me a call if you want to talk. 888-99Chart. Today's trivia question concerns the home loan mortgage process. Do you know how to prepare for, you know, a mortgage? Do you know? My trivia question is coming up at the halfway point of the program, as always. How did the market do today? Oh, it was had a great day today. Uh, the, the Dow was up uh, 258. The NASDAQ was up almost 2%, 260. That's a very good day for the NASDAQ. The S&P is up 53. So it's kind of taken away from my my supposition that value stocks are going to trump growth stocks, that the NASDAQ went up almost 2% today. So and I know it's always a process of going from one to the other, growth to value. It's not going to happen overnight. But today kind of was a slap in my face because I still think value is going to finally take over this year. Not today, that's for sure. So you're listening to Invest talk I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your call. This is already the third week of 2021. Keep in mind that through the continuing uncertainty, the task of building our financial freedom is always continuing. You cannot afford to slack off. Got to keep an eye on it. Your goal of financial freedom will require information and effective strategies as well as dedication. You have to dedicate yourself to get there. So your participation in the program and in the mix of the program and how to answer that question of how to make, uh, get to financial freedom is all about your calls.
2: 888-99-CHART.
0: Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com.
1: 888-99-CHART, let's talk to Kyle in Chicago. Wants to talk about Zoom video. Kyle. Hey, Steve, thanks a lot.
0: Uh, First time caller. I've been listening to you guys for a few months now. I've learned so much. Thank you. Uh, so, I just got into the investing game <laughs> in the spring, and I was lucky that Zoom was the first stock that I ever purchased. Oh, I bought it at one hundred and seven dollars a share. You know, it's huh. been up to as high as five hundred and eighty. Then it dipped back down to you know, three thirty. I guess my question is, when's a good time to get out? Is this something that you think is going to be a long term? option that you know, could develop longer and longer over time, or is it something that you think it's going to be kind of a bubble that's going to pop as soon as the vaccine rolls out more and we kind of return to normal?
1: Okay. You would have benefited on office hours today at noon when I talked about the difference between a growth stock and a value stock. Zoom is clearly a growth stock. And as a growth stock, the symbol is ZM, everybody, As a growth stock, it is very volatile. All all growth stocks are much more volatile than value stocks. Now, Zoom offers cloud-based software platform for video and audio conference, chat, and online collaboration. And I have a Zoom doctor's appointment tomorrow. So I know it's gotten very, very popular. Now, the sales growth is spectacular. Uh, Last quarter, the sales grew 357%. Quarter before that, 355 percent. Quarter before that, 169 percent. Then it had, you know, under 100 percent growth for three quarters before that. So all that really made this stock pop. So it went up to, as you said, 500 over 500 bucks. Now it's 382, and most people would say, "Oh no, it's falling. It's falling." Well, yeah, it's falling from 500, but you got to look at the valuation. There. They're going to make $2.91 for 2021. And the estimate is two ninety-six for 2022. Well, on a regular, normal market, this would be $382 a share, super overpriced. But when you're talking about growth stocks, it's all about growth of sales. And if they can maintain 300%, which they are probably not likely to do, and that's what I think you're seeing... Right now, is people investors recognizing they're not going to maintain 300% growth? They might be able to maintain 100% growth, but not 300. Therefore, it's not worth 500 something dollars, right? Today, they think it's worth about 382. It's hard to know what the ultimate value, but I think, I think support is right around 350 dollars or so. So I don't think it's gonna go below that any as long as it keeps up that growth rate. So this is a stock that if you bought it a really low, if, if I was you, if I were you, I would probably take some profits off the table. One of the hardest things to learn is when to take profits. I wouldn't sell out. I would not, because I think it's still, you know, a good growth prospect. But I certainly would take some of my profits off the table, and put them in my pocket. Because I doubt if it's going to go, you know, way down to where it was. It was down to 60 bucks a couple years ago. I doubt that. But it's still a very high growth stock. Kyle, appreciate the call. It's hard to evaluate growth stocks when, you know, they're growing. It's hard to know where they'll stop. But they will stop. My focus point today concerns this story. Could Disney and Netflix be overvalued? It looks like increased price competition, slower growth rates, and are and, and, and are likely, with a new industry and a new competitors coming in, going on the streaming outside of Disney and Netflix, looks like the competition is going to be hot and heavy. But well, that's going to be the story. That's one of our main discussion points today. Also, I'm going to talk about uh, did you see China sanctioned 28 peoples in the United States? The U.S.? 20, China sanctioned a bunch of people. It's many of them from the Trump administration. I think that's interesting. Uh, they said it was, well, I, I, I want to share what I think about that and what they said. Uh, performance of the S&P 500 by presidents. And the parties, whether Democratic or Republican. You know, I've talked about this before. I told you the government, uh, the stock market works better, has worked better under a, D- Dem- a Democrat president than a Republican president. Well, I have some statistics to give you. And, of course, you probably heard that uh, one of the first things President Biden's going to do is stop the Keystone XL pipeline. How would you like to be the builders of that pipeline? I mean, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, and it takes, you know, we're talking about something that takes 10, 15 years to build. I mean, I'd be frustrated. Okay, let's try to fit in one more call before the break. This came in from Washington State, 888-99-CHART.
3: Hi, guys, this is a great from Washington. I got a question regarding Sempra Energy. Take a simple, single SRG. Well, bought this it a little while ago. It's come down a little bit, but it has a good yield and it has a, a good uh, free cash flow. The payout ratio is, uh, is low, too, so I'm hoping there's some growth in this stock. just like to
1: see what you guys think about it, and uh, I'll look forward to the answer on the next podcast. Thank you. Okay, Separate Energy now is a value stock, not a growth stock. Why do I say that? Well, their focus is on dividends. They're big at $35 billion dollars. Their sales is not very, sales growth is not very strong, but their dividend is pretty solid. They're going to make eight dollars and eight cents next year per share, and it's a hundred twenty-two dollar stock. So a So we're talking about a stock that's about a fifteen PE, and the range is sixteen to five hundred. So, the range of their PE. Uh, the cash flow is very strong at ten dollars and forty nine cents. Return on equity is eight percent, but they don't grow much, in the single digits, in the last couple of years. Growth. Separate Energy, holding for company. So, energy. Uh, you know, this is a for electrical utility. Utilities don't work good. Don't work very good in a growing economy. They just don't. They work. They work great in in a recession. That's when they start to shine. Coming out of recession, they were really good going into and coming out of recession. But, you know, it's a nice dividend pair, and we'll continue to do so. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And for v- investors, the need to remain vigilant never ceases. Never ending job. The calendar says 2021, and we know there will be many challenges ahead. So naturally, you'll have to yeah get your questions answered now. 888-99-CHART.
0: the markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest 888-99-CHART.
1: 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Mark in New Jersey. I lived in New Jersey for almost nine years. How's it going, Mark?
3: I'm well, Steve. How you doing? Good, good. So I was hoping to speak with you about stock symbol
0: HAIL. Just want to know if now you think is now a good time to position or a good time to buy a position I don't own currently. Uh, but do you like the space and do you like this particular ETF?
1: I do like the space. I really do. Uh, this is HAIL. Uh, it's a it's an ETF. Everybody. Uh, insane traded funds seeking investment results corresponding to the Kinsho Smart Transportation Index. So it's dealing with a lot of electric vehicle, the latest, greatest thing coming down the road. And, you know, this has been, this, this electric vehicle, the EV industry is just going gangbusters because every major car company is, is going that way. Well, Volkswagen is going to be completely electric here in five years or so. So, you know this is this is the space you kind of want to be in, participate in, and this is a good way to participate in. The only worry I have worry is it's done so well since the March low, which was what around seventeen eighteen dollars, and today it's it's sixty five. So you know it's just done so well, and it's going to do. It, the EV industry is just only going to get better or be more uh, attractive. With a Biden administration. So it's kind of a thing it's kind of a thing, Mark, that you buy it and you grit your teeth because you know it's kinda of overbought. It's kinda of, you know, it's gonna have a pullback somewhere, but it might be a pullback from of ten percent pullback twenty percent higher from where it is today. So it's you know, when is that gonna happen? It is gonna pull back. If you, if you, I mean, for me, I'm a kind of a patient guy. I'd probably wait for the pullback, even if it is much higher than it is now, simply because I don't like to buy stocks that are, are overbought. And this, if you look at the relative strength indicator, RSI, you can see this is way overbought and it likely will have a pullback. And I'm going to say likely within the next month or two, a pullback. And that would be a better place to buy, Mark. But I do like the space a lot. I do. Okay, And I don't know if you saw this, but there was, uh, China just came out with a new battery, they say, one of, a Chinese company that takes five minutes to charge. Charge it. High-speed charging battery for, for the EV industry. Electric vehicle. EV is electric vehicle, everybody. Well, we'll see. My focus point today is about Disney and Netflix. Are they overvalued? Because it looks like there's going to be a lot of price competition coming down the road for them in the streaming video sphere. Okay, it really looks like it's coming and it's going to be difficult. I mean, there's a lot of competitors coming in this year. So that's going to put a lot of pressure, price competition slower growth rates are gonna happen and both Disney and Netflix are are pretty overvalued so how are they gonna maintain that I mean you have AT&T Amazon Apple discovery AMC networks Comcast Viacom all coming out with streaming video a streaming video service and Remember when, one time Netflix had the, the whole the whole place to themselves streaming streaming uh, video? Well, not anymore, and it's going to get crowded. And the theory is this competition, it's going to put a real tight kibosh on on growth because you're going to have to compete with both on the how much it costs per month. It's great for us, you and me, the consumer. We're going to have great great. Uh, offerings at much lower prices and <laughs> we're going to like it but as far as an investor and the profit margins you're not going to like it as an investor but I, I think that it's healthy i'm i'm okay with it now the question is, is if you own netflix and disney should you hold on to them and i'm always reluctant to just get out of very strong companies you know disney for instance i, I kind of like disney because they they provide so much content. How many movies do they make a year? A ton of movies, right, every year. Yeah, two thousand twenty, and even this year is going to be tough because of COVID. But yeah, you know, I like that. Netflix usually has also makes really good content. Now, Netflix no longer can show Disney stuff on their on their screen. So, content is going to be very important. I, I don't know. I, I think the competition is going to get tough and more difficult for Netflix than Disney simply because Disney has other streams of uh, income. It has its theme parks. It has its movie division. You know, uh, uh, Netflix doesn't have those things. With interest rates for home mortgages at and near all-time lows, are you thinking about applying for a loan? So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. You thought I was selling loans, huh? Nope. It's a trivia question. Getting a bank loan approved is not an easiest process. What are five common sense steps you should take as you start the loan process? After the break, I will supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open and I encourage you to give me a call. The number is 888-99-CHART.
2: Let's say Invest talk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. Visit RosettaStone.com/today. That's fifty percent off, unlimited access to twenty-five language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your fifty percent off now at RosettaStone.com/today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at hackerone.com. That's H A C K E R O N E dot com. HackerOne.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator
0: It's a new year and building your financial future takes information and commitment. So you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. Call Invest Talk,
1: 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART everybody. Uh, before the break, I gave you a question and a question uh, about the loan process, mortgage loan process. Getting a bank loan approved is not easy. What are five common sense steps you should take to start the loan process? So getting a bank loan approved is is difficult, right? We all know that. I'm sure you, for those of us who've done it, and I've done it many times myself, it's a real pain. Okay? So there's steps you should take. First of all, you got to understand your preferences before heading to your bank. Check out loan packages online. See what competitors are offering. You need to be aware of what kind of loans you're looking for. Is it a 30-year fix, a 15-year fix? Is it an ARM, adjustable rate mortgage you're looking for? What are, your, what are your preferences? Ask questions. When you find the loan package you're most interested in, contact the bank directly to find out up front what the requirements are for the loan eligibility. Banks have different requirements, and it will be important to know what they are up front and know your limitations. If you are purchasing a loan, or pursuing a loan, I'm sorry, you should already be aware of your credit score, your credit history. You should know what it is. The bank will tell you, and you know you got to know what the range is. Man, if you want to get the best loan, you got to have high credit numbers. Credit score has got to be high. And there's ways to improve it. But are simple. That if it's not high, you can work on it. And then of course you create a checklist of what you're going to need because they're going to want all kinds of information. They're going to want bank statements. They're going to want, uh, you know, your check stubs. They're going to want. They're going to know. They're going to want to know where the money is coming from the down payment if there's a down payment. They want to know where that's coming from. It's a real pain. Okay, and just make sure you keep your expectations at a proper level, because sometimes you won't get the loan. Sometimes it delayed on and on. My biggest frustration I remember was one time the loan process was taking so long, they had to redo stuff because it wasn't within 30 days of the loan funding or something. and had to redo things all over again. It was so frustrating. So just be patient. You got Lower your expectations of when you can get it done. I mean, these days, it's a lot more streamlined than it used to be because everything's online. You could send things electronically. Before, you had to get documents. That was a pain. So, I like to fit in as many caller questions as I can, so here, we're going to go ahead and grab another one, 888-99-CHART.
0: Hi, I wonder if you can help me figure out the valuation difference in two gold mining companies. We've got about 20000 in each right now between Ken Ross Symbol KGC and Agnico, Oil, uh, sorry, Agnico Eagle Mines AEM. I'm trying to figure out why the PE for Agnico Eagle is three or four times higher than Kinross or something that's in the same sector. Just hope you can maybe figure out what I'm uh, missing there about the uh, potential there. Uh,
1: okay, when you're comparing two companies, it, it, it's you gotta compare apples and apples, and you have to really understand the business. For instance, a Kin, Kinross Gold, KGC, that's a company that's, uh, a Canadian company engaged in mining gold and silver in, and copper in U.S., Brazil, Chile, Russia, and Guyana. It's a nine billion dollar company. Uh, it's a seven dollar stock, gonna make 93 cents next year. Sales growth has been in the 20% range the last two quarters. Before that was 15 or so. Now, if you look at the other one, what are, you know, the other one is AEM symbol AEM, and you look at that one, and that one's twice the size uh, than Kinross. It's a Canadian company too, engaged in the production, development, and exploration of gold. It doesn't say where, so I'd like to know that. Uh, they're going to make $3.89. It's a $71 stock. It's growing 45, 26, 40% sales growth. It's bigger. Uh, and, you know, without going much deeper, I can't tell you why one would be selling more than the other. I can make some guesses. Uh, the first one, Ken Rocks, is doing much of its mining outside, uh, much of its mining in countries. you put it back up. K, B, C. In countries that are not as stable, Brazil's pretty. U.S. is stable. Brazil's stable. Chile, Russia, Guyana. Maybe uh, um, the other company is doing uh, business in much more stable countries, mining business, because. Remember, they're only as good as you're allowed to operate in that particular country. They can pull the permits and tell you you can't operate here anymore. That could be a reason of why one's better than the other. Maybe also gold mining companies tend to sell some of their some of their value in the ground, the gold in the ground, forward. In other words, they've already sold it. Maybe one has sold more gold forward than the other. So, therefore, they're benefiting from higher prices of gold now. So, it's just, there's a lot of things to think about and know. Maybe the debt, Ken Ross Gold Corporation's debt, looking at that one, is about, oh, about 35%. Let's look at the other one's debt, A-E-M. Okay, and their debt is 27. So, the bigger one has less debt. Those are the kinds of things you've got to look into. You know we take recorded questions, you know, all the time. You know that, right? Well, we also have live question. We love those. eight 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 ninety nine chart. Let's go to Jamie in Palo Alto.
0: Hey, Steve. Uh, I was. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I was calling about uh, M I K Michaels. Uh, okay. I got in about back in July at about six dollars, and I noticed today it went down almost five percent. Uh, it was downgraded by Morgan Stanley. Um, so I wanted to get your opinion to see uh, if I should take some profits or should I continue to hold. Uh, it seems that the uh, P-E ratio is about, I think, 11 right now. So I just wanted to hear your opinion.
1: Well, uh, you know what? I hate it when those stupid, quote-unquote, experts upgrade or downgrade your stock. Even upgrade. I don't like them. You know, they influence the stock for really no reason. You know, and they're, they're wrong so often. that That's what really makes me mad they're wrong. Okay, this is Michaels company, M I K, operates 1274 Michaels stores with approximately 18,000 average square feet, offering framing, arts, crafts, all kinds of things. Um, and my wife goes to Michaels once a week, even though she does no crafts, but she does go to that store a lot. They're they're going to make 217 in 2021 and $2.30 a share next year. It's a $15 stock. So that tells you that the stock is about a 7p going forward. That is pretty reasonable. Recent sales growth, 11 and 15% in the quarters, you know, have done very, very well. So is it worth holding on to? I I, kind of like it. I think it's a good, solid company. It's been moving up fairly consistently. Uh, And if you look at the store, you know, they've done very well during this COVID because people are staying home, doing march and crash at home. So they've done very well. And that's likely why it was downgraded. Likely. Because everybody knows that if the COVID vaccine is coming and, you know, doing projects at home using Michael's stores probably will slow down their growth. And that's why. But I still think it's a good company, it has great cash flow, $3 a share. I think I would follow it up with a, a trend line. Maybe if it breaks below the trend line, then take profits. That's what I probably do. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay. 888 chart is our number. I'm Steve Peaser. You're listening to Invest Talk, and you are not alone. We, you know we're about oh i'd say a little less than a million downloads a month now pretty happy about that it's all over the world we appreciate that appreciate it coming from all over the you know every every country Australia Germany China everywhere russia it's amazing that our it's become popular so popular but we want to just and i want to thank everybody for downloading the best talk and also for telling your family and friends about our free podcast downloads you know, it's important. Our financial future is important. Your financial future is, future is important, and we can help you guide you there. So if you you know, if you have a portfolio and you want us to take a look at, we'd love to do that. Well, I also suggest you take our our free risk questionnaire called Risk on our website, and it'll kind of give you a score as to how much risk you're taking with how much risk you feel like you want to take. That's how the questions are guided. And they're, not long questions, not hard questions, but it kind of gauges your risk tolerance, your personal risk tolerance. Then if we, if you can put your portfolio in that same software. We'll be happy to do that and compare the, your personal risk tolerance with the risk you're taking in your portfolio. See if it matches up. You can do that, start by going to investdoc.com, take the, risk questionnaire and of course you're always welcome to call uh, kpp financial offices in Irvine, california also well i want you to call here ask your questions live 888 99 chart
0: invest talk is always made better when our listeners contribute their questions hi guys lee from north carolina
3: here i had a question about stitch fix ticker S F I X.
0: so tell your friends and family members they can interact in real time with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein during the Invest Talk live stream program between 4 and 5 p.m. Pacific time. Hey, Justin and Steve, this is Phil in Washington, D.C.
2: Love you guys. I've learned so much.
0: Or they can leave their questions anytime 24 7 in the Invest Talk voice bank. Look forward to hearing your answer on the podcast. Thank you. Remember, for live or recorded questions, the number never changes 888 99 Chart.
1: Okay. China sanctioned 28 people here in the United States. Meaning those 28 people can't go to China, Hong Kong, or Macau. Okay. Um, Which, you know, I don't think that's much of a hardship, but that's what they did. They sanctioned people mostly because of the contentious trade, uh, barriers we have with China at this point. And just so you know, uh, the new president, Biden, is going to continue President Trump's tariffs and hard stand. At least that's what they've indicated. Hard stand on China trade, which I think they should. But, you yeah, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought of that during the, uh, during the, the uh, campaign process. But he is. He's going to keep Trump's, uh, tariffs in line. Um, and I don't know if we should worry about it that much. I, I think we've seen how China abuses abuses the trade they have with not just us, but other countries. And no one's really taken a hard stand against them. I mean, we finally had during the Trump administration, and I'm very happy to hear that Biden is going to take that kind of stand, too. I think that's a good thing. Uh, so just be aware uh, that, that, that trade tensions are going to, Continue. Remember, and for those people who have Baidu and a, a number of other uh, Chinese stocks, Trump is going to force them have made the decision to delist those stocks from our market. And I don't know if Biden's going to change that. He might, but there. But if that's so, that means you're going to be forced to sell those stocks. There's like twelve of them. I don't remember how many but there's a number of them, big ones, that are going to be forced out of our market. And if that is going to happen, you're going to be forced to sell, and so you might want to keep a very close eye on that going forward. Okay? So let's see if we can get another question caller in. Uh, this came in from Minneapolis, eight 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 ninety nine chart
2: Hi, Stephen, Justin, this Dave from Minneapolis. Just looking at Boston Beer Company, uh, stock ticker SAM. It's been doing pretty good lately, but the price itself seems a little high. Just wondering if I should invest now or do a fractional share. Possibly, I'll listen to the show. And you guys have a great show. Thanks.
1: Okay, Sam. S A M is a symbol. Samuel Adams. Uh, they manufacture over sixty beers under the Samuel Adams brand name and nine flavored malt beverages. It's a eleven billion dollar company, so it's big. Its stock is nine hundred and twenty two dollars a share. And just so you know, it doesn't matter how much the stock costs. That is not how you evaluate whether it's expensive or it's cheap. You evaluate it by well, how much earnings is it going to make? It's going to make fifteen dollars and fifty-two cents a share this year, after that. And I say this year, where you have, it is two thousand twenty earnings I am looking at, and they made eight dollars sixty-nine cents the year before. That's a seventy-nine percent increase. Next year, the estimate is for twenty-two dollars and sixty-nine cents. So, at $22.69 and the stock is $922, that gives us a P.E. of uh, equals. That's a 40 P.E. Pretty high. So, how can you justify a 40 P.E.? You justify the sales growth. You've already seen the earnings growth is going to be pretty spectacular. Sales growth has been 30 plus percent a quarter for the last year. So it's worth it, okay? It's worth that. This is a growth stock, not a value stock, and it's $11 billion. So I think that any kind of pullback, and it's been going sideways, might be a reason to buy it. So I kind of like it. 888 99 chart, 888 992 4278. This is InvestTalk. Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And we've got one, we only have one goal here, and that's to help you achieve the same goal we always pound you over the head with, and that's financial freedom. Meaning, what does that mean? You get to make your own choices of whether you need to work, can't work, want to work, or have to work. So we will continue. Our goal is always the same. Give me your questions at 888 99 chart.
0: Are listening to Invest Talk? Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99
1: Chart. 888 992 4278. We're going to talk to Charles in Marina Valley, California. How you doing, Charles? Just fine, Steve.
3: Thank you. Uh, Can I have your opinion on a Canadian REIT
1: NWH? NWH. Take a look. Come on. Ah, NWH. Don't you hate when the computers are slow? NWH. Okay, since it's Canadian, it's not coming up. What does it do?
3: Uh, It's uh, medical buildings.
1: Okay, in Canada or throughout the United States? uh, actually the worldwide worldwide okay well I do it's a, it's a REIT real estate investment trust
3: yes correct
1: okay in Canada
3: uh, that's where the headquarters are
1: okay because it has to be I'm not sure why it's not coming up on my software because if it's a Canadian stock or a Canadian ETF not trading on US uh, US uh, Exchanges. I have trouble pulling them up because I'm I only I only have data for uh, U.S. companies or foreign companies trading on our exchanges, and it's telling me that this is not on my ex- our exchange. Let me see if I can get it charted. Uh,
3: I I type in nwh slash un to.
1: Ah, that's it. Wh, new home company, one in. Northwest Healthcare Care Properties? No, that's not. It. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm not pulling up. I don't have any information on it, so I really can't help right. with Charles. I apologize. Right. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate it. 888-99-CHART, everybody. Uh, okay. Um, let's talk about performance of the S&P 500 by presidents, whether it's Democratic president or Republican president. Okay, over all the years that they've been keeping statistics, All the years, under a Republican president, the market is up 6.6% on average a year. For a Democrat president, it's 10.4%. For positive years, when the stock market is up, for Republicans, the average up is 17.2%, and for Democrats, it's up 19.5%. For negative years, when the S&P 500 is down for the year. How much is uh, how much for a Republican down thirteen point nine percent, and for Democrats nine point five percent. I have been telling you for years that the stock market does better under a Democratic president than a Republican president, and these are some of the statistics to prove it. Now, does that mean that you you know does that what does that really tell you? Does that tell you don't invest when there's a Republican president? No, it's not telling you that. It's just, and it doesn't tell us why, which is very fascinating to me. No one has a really solid reason why. There's theory. The theory is that Democrats spend more money than Republicans in general. Well, huh, Trump spent a ton of money, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, so I don't know if that theory is true. But that's the theory. That The theory is that market likes the government spending money. Cash, money pushes stocks higher. And we're seeing that with this COVID relief, right? I mean, all the money spent in the markets done very well because of all the cash the government is printing. And the Democrats are going to print more, right? They're, you're supposed to get what? what they say everybody's going to get $2,000 check, you know? Uh, when Trump's was $600 just recently, even though Trump wanted 2000 didn't get it. Um, so, all that money pushes stocks high. That's the theory. Okay. And, of course, my last point, Keystone XL pipeline. Remember back uh, uh, back when uh, Obama canceled it in 2015? So, this is a pipeline coming from the oil sands in Canada all the way down to the Gulf uh, here through, you know, North Dakota and down to Texas and Oklahoma. And this is the pipeline has been build and build and built in sections. Well, it was stopped by by Obama, then started with Trump, and now it's going to be stopped again by Biden. 1,300 miles. Certain segments have already been completed. So I'd hate to be the builder. I'd hate to be Exxon Pipeline, you know, because Keystone, because stop, go, stop, go, costs a ton of money. And it's going to cost jobs, too. I don't know. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening and encourage you to tell your friends and family members about us, our free podcast downloads. We post a new program each weekday shortly after the live streaming podcast. Uh, Get your free downloads at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestOut.com. And we ask you to call with your questions anytime. A voice Bank question number, phone number is always open, 888 99 Independent thinking, share success. This is the best talk. Good night, everybody.
3: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Call 1 800 557 5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein, Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial.